For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac. Hey everybody, this is Vic Mignogna, voice actor for shows like Dragon Ball Z and Full Metal Alchemist, Bleach, Naruto. Guess what? I'm a geek. I'm a geek just like you. So I want to see you listening to The Geek Show. Hey, 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 welcome. It's uh, Sunday, it's 5 o'clock. Welcome to The Geek Show here on 104.5 CBFM. Uh, I'm one of your hosts today. And I'm another, I'm still here. Yes. And I'm the third, Chris. Yes, uh, welcome Chris. Chris works for Forbidden Planet. We love you already. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so what's everyone been up to this week? Work, really. Uh, design costumes and uh, making props. Hmm? Do moment. tell, do tell, do tell. At the moment, I'm working on uh, two props at the moment. Making uh, some functional Baparangs from the Dark Knight Rises. Nice. And a uh, pumpkin bomb from the Tobey Maguire horrible Spider-Man movie. Two words, mm. liquid peroxide. Peroxide. Yeah. Liquid peroxide? Yeah. But are you going to go ble- bleach blonde or something? No, it's a, it's a reference to four lines. Ah. Uh. How are you? <laughs> Peace in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And we're getting off to a brilliant start. Yes. Uh, today's show, we're going to be talking about monsters, uh, as we do. But in, in the way that only we can. No. Right. When, we talk about, when, we, when we're talking about monsters, we're not meaning like vampires and Frankenstein's monsters and werewolves and mm-hmm. all of that garbage. Yeah. Because most of it is. True. Stephanie Meyer, we're looking at you. <laughs> um, what the hell is glittery vampires all about? Well, it's 
Oh, it's just awful. Yes, awful. it is. They shouldn't glisten in the light. They should burst into flames and die in agony. Yes. Oh, their intestines blow out, eyes melt, and skin falls off the face. Wow. He's Man. given this some thought. Agreed. He has. Lots of thought. <laughs> but that's why I More thought than I expected. <laughs> More thought than I expected. Mm. You say you're making props. <laughs> but really, I'm planning something entirely different. Blow up Robert Patterson. Yes. There's a war. There's a war brewing. <laughs> <laughs> that man just needs to wash his hair. And yeah, shower. what's with it? What's with his hair? It's like all crunchy. It, I know it looks really dirty, doesn't it? Like, yeah, he yeah. should get dreadlocks. Then he has an excuse. No, because then he might do like do he might do a Snoop Dogg on us and you know change his name to, uh, to change his name to Lion Pattinson. Oh God, have you seen the trailer to the Snoop Lion documentary? Oh God, it looks, about it looks amazing. It's, it's ridiculous. It's basically a film about how he comes to the realization that he thinks he's the reincarnate of Bob Marley, which is weird because he was alive when Bob Marley was alive. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so maybe it was like um, I want whatever he's having. Yeah. Maybe you just did a Michael Jackson. <laughs> Maybe you just did a Michael Jackson, and it was just a bad con- uh, surgery job <laughs> in a, a growth spur. You might uh, not actually uh, be dead. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> this is Bob Marley we're talking about. Mm, Let's yes. not denigrate him any. Okay. You know, he is. Well, we could talk about. He is. The, he, uh, oh, actually. I know. Uh, I know a song that I am going to play. It's one of my favourite Bob Marley songs. Is it from that Will Smith movie he was in? No. Oh, I like play- that one. Today's playout song is going to be Redemption Song. Ooh. It's a brilliant song. Um, so, yes. Uh, <laughs> we do have news, and we are getting to it. <laughs> yeah, slowly but surely. Eventually. Yeah. Um, first up on the news, uh, we don't have a news jingle, obviously, so you guys can you know think about it and make it up in your heads or whatever. Oh, wow. uh, dun 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 news. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I made. All I've got now is like a, a bulletin. Like <laughs> news just in. <laughs> this just in. Israel can't, uh, is tone deaf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at least I admit it. I put some effort in there. Yeah. Uh, first up, uh, how much for a pickaxe? Right. A few months ago we talked about Chris Mullen, uh, Peter Molyneux's new game yeah. which is just about this black cube and you hit it with a pickaxe and mm-hmm. you basically chip away at it and inside there's some wonderful prize and you can pay £50,000 for a diamond uh, for a diamond hammer slash pickaxe type thing yeah. uh, in order to you know it's sturdier than the normal in-game pickaxe and yeah. blah 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 um, and we thought well okay it's just a way of making money there's no point to Definitely. this game whatsoever yeah well, uh, moving on from there, the Office of Fair Trading is now, and this has been in the news, uh, The Office of Fair, uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about a kid who ran up like a five grand credit card bill yeah. uh, on a game, you know, just a normal app game. Yeah, in-game yeah. content it was. Yeah, in-game content. Uh, the thing is, how much should in-game content cost? This is what the Office of Fair Trading is now yeah. investigating because uh, there are more and more complaints coming in of parents who've let their kids play on a particular uh, game on their iPad or on their laptop or something yeah. like that and they've racked up a huge credit card bill or a huge you know enormous charges one yeah. one of them was 70 pounds for a ferry oh god you know uh, i have no idea how much ferries cost but 70 pounds seems a bit too much for a ferry when you can get ponies for less like 69 pence yes oh dear yes they also make glue. Yeah. 
He knows the price of ponies. I do. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, I don't know how much do you think a fairy. Uh, how much do you guys think a fairy should cost in a game? Mm. And if you're paying seventy pounds for something, yeah, do you actually want to be able to hold it to use it in the real world? I'd like to be able to control it in the real world. I'd want it to do mysterious and mischief. Yeah, yeah, cause all sorts of havoc. And get away with everything. Make stuff float around the room and turn them magical. I'm just... Uh, there's there's weird thoughts going in my head right now. I'm just thinking, if we get Israel a pair of fairy wings, would you pay him 70 quid? <laughs> yes. Yeah, too, right? I look like Aladdin. You need a tutu as well, you know. Yeah. Off get, get me a... But, fe- for, but for 70 quid... <laughs> I, want him, I want him to convince someone that he's the fairy godmother as well. Yeah, man, get me a fez and I'll do it. <laughs> I'm sure there you, you can go. Find two two fairy wings and a fez. Oh, yeah. Right, next convention we go to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is a genius next convention. Costume solved. Yeah, I'm going as Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin the fairy. Yeah. You're going to show everyone the world. Here I am. Shining, shimmering splendor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, his shining, shimmering splendor. Oh, good. In his tutu. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely going to be exposed. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> the Office of Fair Trading um, is looking into this because uh, they're going to be looking at standardizing prices a little bit yeah. um, because the prices you pay for some of this stuff is extortionate. It is really bad. Like I have plenty of apps on my phone and I want to buy all the extra bits, but when it comes to £10 for a pair of gauntlets, it's just not worth it. I want those gauntlets physically on my arms to be able to use. Yeah. You know, you can make them for less. I could. <laughs> Bit of plaster on them, sort of. <laughs> Hulk hands. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. what you want. Hulk hands. Oh, right. Where he works, he can get them for free. <laughs> I can't get them for free. I have to pay like everyone else. He'll give it a go, though. No, he true. will give it a go. Right, moving on. Uh, light up your brain. <laughs> this one's a, this one's really good. Um, you know how people are always injecting stuff into their bodies? Yeah. Right. Yes. Uh, sometimes it's medicinal like insulin stuff like that mm-hmm. or you know it's uh, like the MMR jab or something other times it's about. not yeah. so good well this one is a bit odd because it's not actually a drug mm-hmm. um, researchers at the University of Illinois they've created this new type of LED it's so small it can uh-huh. fit through the eye of a needle oh wow right now you would think that this would this would have you know this would have some kind of electronic purpose, and it does. It's just not what you think because these ones they're designed to be brain implants. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, neurons can be activated with bursts of light, and the wireless LEDs can allow for deep brain stimulation without any invasive electrodes. It does have a medicinal purpose to it because mm-hmm. it can help reactivate parts of the brain or activate parts of the brain, yeah. but. It just seems a bit weird having LEDs inside your brain. True. Would you want that? Maybe on a nightclub. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd make that that would make it very interesting. No, no, no. Because in the nightclub, what you want is glowing eyeballs. Oh yeah, that's what you want. But. It's a bit scary, really. Isn't it's it? Imagine if someone came at you with glowing eyes and the stuff. No, no, no. What you want? Uh, no, no, what you want in a nightclub is the ET finger, because then you never need a glow stick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at a rock concert as well, you know. Where instead of instead of the lighter, you just oh, go definitely. like that, <laughs> finger in the air. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
That sums up oh, Rob's nights out all in one right there. Oh, I do right. Hey, at least it said glowing finger and not the cosmic finger. <laughs> cosmic finger does sound better, though. I generally thought the conversation was going somewhere else much darker then. <laughs> so did I, but I, I tried to avoid we, it. We reeled it back. Oh, yeah. too right. Reeled it back from the edge there, folks. Um, basically, they've uh, run experiments utilizing the probes, and they're able to use the tiny LEDs to stimulate the reward centers of a lab rat's brain. It's always the rodents. Yep. <laughs> Poor rodents. Uh, in effect, uh, a kind of light drug. Um, the brain stimulation is nothing new, and the injectable LEDs make it much, much easier uh, for clinical, uh, you know, for this sort of thing. But clinical application is still yeah. a long way off because yeah. they have to find somebody first who's willing to sign the form saying, yes, you can inject these LEDs into my brain. Oh, yes. Depends how much they're paying for it. Exactly. This is your brain. Yeah, it's it's kind of difficult. Like a rat, like you know, people put lipstick on rats. Yeah, but, yeah, but the thing is, though, this gives like the Jeremy Carl contestant a purpose in life. Oh God, that's a devil! They, they make so go. much money. Go up with a job centre, you'll get loads of people wanting to do that for fifty quid. Oh, uh, 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 <laughs> sorry. There you go. See, I can just and your doll. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, it works well. Now I still think they should make tucking your tracksuit into your socks illegal. Um, <clears throat> Unless you're riding a bike. No, no, because you can always tell the cyclists they only have one side tucked in. That's true, they do. You know. Um, anyway, moving on. Ridiculous research. And this is Invisibrains. Invisibrains? Yes, Invisibrains. More brain news. Uh, Stanford scientists have developed a technique that lets them turn a brain completely transparent without causing any damage at all to its structure. That sounds unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it's worth pointing out, though, that the brain has to be removed from the body before you can do uh, do this whole turning it invisible. There's always a catch. Yeah, always a catch. Definitely. Um, so far, the scientists have turned a mouse and uh, have turned mouse and fish brains completely transparent, but they've also shown that the pro- pro- process works with bits of human brain too. Now, I have no idea what the practical applications of this research are. Maybe it's a new form of gummy sweet. <laughs> They use bone marrow. Now they use brains. Um, <laughs> Round trees, randoms. Mm. Random bit of human brain. I can well, taste the intelligence. The thing is, the thing <laughs> is it, does, it, it does have one practical application, I will say. Um, really? It finally allows the 3D structure of the brain to be examined mm-hmm. using light. Uh, because it's invisible. You know, yeah. When you turn all of it invisible, you can actually examine it all with light and actually create a proper 3D model of the oh, brain. Wow. But someone has to die for you to do that. Why don't they already use dead people first? But that's what I mean. Mm. You know, somebody still has to be dead. Yeah, true. Hopefully of natural causes. Hopefully of natural causes. Um, but then Lindsay Lohan's getting close to that. <laughs> you really don't like yes. it, do you? No. <laughs> this is brilliant. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, it means that researchers can create, create incredibly detailed maps of the brain because visible light uh, micros- um, microscopy is inherently more accurate than imaging technique, techniques mm-hmm. like MRI. Yeah. So it does have one practical application, but I want to know who the hell came up with this idea in the first place. Let's take a brain. I know. Let's turn it invisible because then <laughs> when it's invisible, we can shine a light through it and map the entire brain. That's genius. That's, that must have been one a hell of a brainstorming session. Oh, definitely. Oh, and, yeah, it wasn't meant as a pun. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to see some of the other ideas they came up with oh, before this one. Mm. 
Maybe they came, maybe they did a fort show. I mean, do, did they do it like you know you know the uh, the labyrinth and the minotaur? Yeah, yeah. Did they have like the ball of string idea? So they just basically <laughs> use a needle and thread and follow it all around. I'm assuming so. <laughs> but with LEDs this time. Oh yeah. You know, let's lay a path of LEDs through the entire brain. It'll be like cat's eyes on a motorway. <laughs> oh, painful. Yes. Painful. Very. Okay, moving on. Uh, Project Overkill. It'd be like that camera when they investigate your calling. (laughs) No. An endoscopy. Oh, yes, that's the one. I knew it was something I didn't know the word to. They're apparently not very nice. We won't go there. I can imagine. We won't go there. (laughs) In more ways than one. Too right. Moving on. Uh, Project Overkill. This is Uh, Yes, uh, duck shoot with lasers. Uh, the U.S. Navy has basically fitted. Uh, they've debuted a new laser cannon that's capable of bringing down a drone or disabling another vessel. They've called it the Laser Weapon System, or LAWS. It's an awful name. Yeah, I know. It's been installed on the USS Dewey. Nice of you to give us so much information about what it is and where it's installed, U.S. Navy. Um, Let's check on its location on Facebook. The final version of the system is expected to be deployed in the Persian Gulf aboard the USS Ponce. (laughs) (laughs) And once again, the Americans have outdone themselves. Yes. Um, So, yeah. That's that's the bit I was waiting for. Yeah. (laughs) That was... Oh, it was beautiful. It's brilliant. There's actually a video of this available yeah. on the web, on the uh, internet as well, which we'll put up in the yeah. Twitter feed. And basically, it looks like one of those turrets that's on the side of the Death Star. Yeah. It actually does. I've got to definitely check this out. This sounds funny. It's ridiculous. It is. Uh, the electric-powered system costs in the region of $32 million, or £21 million, uh, to build, and costs just $1.66 to fire. Bargain. Yeah, it's basically about the cost of two apples. It's not too bad. According to this article. And a lot less than an in-game fairy. Yep, a lot less. But if you're going by these giant bags of Walker's crisps, mm-hmm. it's about the same price as one of those grab bags of Walker's crisps. Yeah. So, you can, so this laser fires for the, same, uh, for the same price as a bag of crisps. That sounds like a bargain to me. Yeah, definitely. The solid state laser is a big step forward, says Peter Morrison of the Office of Naval Research. A uh, big step forward to revolution, revolutionising modern warfare with directed energy, just as gunpowder did in the era of knives and swords. Hmm. Yeah, and we saw how that turned out. Yeah, people still use knives and swords. <laughs> yeah, and we also had people trying to blow up the Houses of Parliament. It's true. Hmm. This just like I've actually seen the video for this, and you can't actually see the rear that fires. Yeah. All you see is the drone catch fire. I think they should do. You know, you know how natural gas doesn't have a smell. Yes. Right. They have to add the smell so that you can actually smell when mm-hmm. it's leaking. Right. I think they should do that with lasers. You should have like uh, coloured, uh, coloured uh, LEDs or some some kind of system that adds yeah. colour to the laser beam so you can see it. Yeah. Not for any particular reason. Just, just get because some it, balloons and yeah, put them in front. Well, not because. Thing is, not because it's got any practical application. Mm-hmm. Just because it looks cooler. Yeah. yeah. Right. It does. Yeah, you know, seeing the beams. beam, seeing the beam is cooler than just an invisible beam. Yeah. It is. I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're gonna sh- fire a laser at me, I want to see it coming. Yeah, I want to. I want to just marvel at uh, marvel at that and go. I'm gonna die by laser. How cool is that? Yeah, because <laughs> this is basically like one of those giant windproof lighters. Yes, that's all it is. 
<laughs> I didn't even know there was windproof lighters. Yeah, basically yes. there's like no flame. There's just like heat coming up from it. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's impressive. My friend's got one. It looks like a grenade. I crapped myself. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to your eyebrows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, WTF Award, number one. This one, this one, as soon as I tell you where it is, you'll understand why it's WTF Award. Right. You know, uh, Nokia, uh, sorry, uh, Nintendo have always been innovators, mm-hmm. especially recently with their games. Well, Definitely. there's a company called Tactical Haptics, which is start, starting to steal a bit of their thunder. They've come up with the world's first grip simulating motion controller. Right. Uh, to use with sword games and gun-based games and things like that. Now, automatically, you started thinking what I was thinking uh, when I first read this. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Grip simulator, eh? Oh, it's, it's, it does sound a lot more funner than the second part. Yes. Uh, it's, Where can I buy one of these? Yeah, it's built on a Razer Hydra controller that's been hacked and implanted into a custom 3D printed housing. The, act, the reactive grip features a set of four moving mechanisms that slide against your hand, providing tactile feedback. It just gets worse. It, it, it just sounds like an erotic advert that you would see When later firing night. a gun, it lets you feel the recoil of the weapon. The love gun. <laughs> to glorify when wielding hand. a sword, it can accurately recreate the weight and the heft of swinging a long blade. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's all, always accurate when it comes to holding the sword. But what's most exciting about reactive grip is that it could finally let the world know what a what a falling Tetris tetromino block feels like. Really, that's the that's the best bit about it. Is that's it? what everyone has wanted to know. What that what a Tetris. I want to know if they're sponsored by Fleshlight. <laughs> Together, no, business. no, it's uh, 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 we we know, right? We know that there's a guy in Japan who works mm-hmm. with Tenga, yeah. right? Who listens to the show oh, wow. and who steals ideas from us. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, ridiculous. There is a Tenga grip simulating product yeah. in the pipeline as we speak. Oh wow! And uh, you know, I'm just making this assumption. This is not actual fact. Let me just stress that. But, but it, it then there be should a be a check in the post. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Yes, Tenga, where's my check? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, WTF award number two. I call this one pet social. All right, you know people love their pets. Oh, right? definitely. They do the weirdest stuff with their pets. Yeah, you know they carry them in bags. They you know dress them up, uh, dress them up in yeah. like clothes. They feed them the you know better food than they eat. Uh, they have like crufts and stuff like that. I never understood crufts. It's a dog. Is it? Get over it. You know, why are you having championships for dogs? It's a dog. Get over it. Um, but, yeah. Now they have a social network. What? Dogs I, have a social network? Pets, in general, have a social network. Uh, it's called My Social Pet Work. Um, yeah. I think I think it's called My Social Pet Work. And is it actually called My Social Pet Work? Yeah, it's My Social Pet Work. And it's being launched here in the UK. It's catering for one of the key internet demographics not uh, the, not covered by Facebook or Google Plus or anything like that. Uh, it's the love child of Pinterest and Cute Overload, thanks to its pinboard layout and penchant for full f- for fluffiness. Uh, it allows you to register an account yourself, the pet owner, then add all of your pets in all of the pets in your possession. Now, 
I can see this going downhill very fast. Definitely. But maybe there's a few foxes on there. <laughs> that was awful. It was, but you know, it had to be done. That was awful. Uh, we are not playing Hendrix. <laughs> oh. It was absolutely diabolically bad. It was. I'm ashamed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the usage guide also flags up the competitive aspect of uh, har- basically it's got this thing called harding. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, once a profile set up, you can follow other pets and pet owners as well as commenting and liking updates. Although liking in this instance is called harding, oh. uh, sending messages and all the other things that people are doing on social networks. The usage guide flags up the competitive aspect of Harting, explaining that the picture with the most love will feature in the cute box. This just gets worse. Uh, and encouraging users to help their friends' pet achieve this. It makes me want to vomit. Yes. It, now, it's, it's, I don't mind cute, fluffy animals. I don't mind them. Right? And I, 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 I am a card-carrying cat lover. Yeah. Right? But I would not take my cat... And put it on a social network. No. Because my cat would, number one, doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> what cat? It's a cat. Why does it care about social networks? And why would your cat care to talk to someone else's goldfish when they could just eat it? Yeah. It's true. You show a cat a fish, it's, it doesn't see. It doesn't see an animal. It sees food. Cat dog. I just remembered cat dog. Cat oh dog. Really cat dog. Hi, I'm Nigel from My Matter. Uh, My Matter is an original anime-inspired clothing brand, and you're listening to the Geek Show. Hi, and welcome back to the Geek Show, 104.5 CVFM. Uh, right, we're talking monsters, obviously. And we're uh, trying to avoid vampires, Frankenstein's monsters, werewolves, that sort of thing. Like we said, uh, what makes a good monster movie or free- creature feature? Boobs. <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> it's a point of view. <laughs> it's got two points. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Chris is on a roll today. It's brilliant. It's better than my first show, I tell you. All I can say is, uh, remember I told you about uh, that uh, special martial arts extreme whole private school <laughs> the comic that I was reading with the, uh, with the nipple attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like my kind of attack. Ah, okay. <laughs> to be attacked, what to be attacked by? Yeah, this was a guy doing it. Oh, I, I, I changed my mind. <laughs> yes, because apparently they're the pointiest things on the human body. I can imagine. Well, Even oh. pointier than canines and nails. Oh wow, that's new. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, what makes a good monster movie or creature feature? Is it is it like the special effects? Is it the you know, the does story actually come into it? Yeah, you know, can you have a good creature feature without any sort of story? No, no, because oh, a movie without a story is probably just going to be visually exciting, isn't it? Like Sucker Punch was. Yeah, but that was rubbish. But nice to look at. Yeah, but here's the thing: Transformers. Uh-huh. I would have preferred having two hours of robot of giant robots just punching the uh, punching the stuffing out of each other so than actually have fun. the story. Yeah, you know, uh, two hours of that would have been fi- I would have been fine with because it'd be like WrestleMania but with giant robots. And I'm not mention- even mentioning real steel. <laughs> that was Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah, the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, does a does a creature feature or a monster movie like that need a story? I mean, Godzilla. Does anyone actually understand the story of the original Godzilla movies? Yeah, the internal monologue. 
<laughs> it's quite a simple movie. Godzilla's attacking Tokyo. The end. People point. Tell <laughs> yeah. his name. And run. Yeah. Oh, I'm wasted on this show. <laughs> God, tell us what the story for Godzilla is then. No, nah, it's it's political and it's a bit boring really to go into it. Oh yeah, yeah. That's there's, what Godzilla. There's, there's that there's that angle. <laughs> well, that's what it's about. Yeah. There's two ways you can talk about a film: what it's about, one's the story, what's it saying, yeah. and two's what's under the surface. And Godzilla's a film about a monster movies in general, really about what's under the surface. Okay. So because a monster. Because it's like sci-fi, sci-fi movies. It's not about the the good sci-fi movies anyway. It's yeah. not about going off into space and sleeping with blue ladies. Although that's what <laughs> Star Trek does very well. Uh, and uh, uh, what was it, Avatar? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's and X-Men. It's about putting issues in the world today and Whoa. putting them onto sci-fi creations. Okay. And you know, playing around with it like that. Okay. It's the same with monster movies as well. Totally. That's what monster movies are. Good ones, anyway. What was that one that was like a, a found footage monster movie? It was out recently. Uh, Cloverfield. What does what, that? What's the message in Cloverfield? The message in Cloverfield is: this is a really rubbish movie, but people who like shiny things are distracted very easily by it. Okay, that's the message Agreed. in that movie. Like when uh, I watched I, the trailer for this, yeah. I was like, "All right, yeah, it could be decent." And then I watched it. I was just bored. I was like, "When I, I don't like the whole handheld camera sort of thing," it just bored me. Well, you know, for the first for the first bit of Cloverfield, when it was just like, oh, them running with the camera, I'm like, lose the camera. Yeah. And then what? you realise by the end of it, like, it's just the whole film's on that camera. Well, no, it wasn't, uh, that, that wasn't even what annoyed me. I'm just thinking, hang on, the city's falling apart around you, you know, there are people dying everywhere, and you think that someone is going to give you the Pulitzer Prize because you managed to keep hold of your camera and keep it running. But it's so startling. Yes. South Park reference for everybody out there. Yeah. It is so startling. Um, it's... <coughs> and they're taking giant hamsters in a variety of costumes than God's, in uh, Cloverfield any day. I mean, yeah. what is that in Cloverfield? Seriously. I have no what idea. It? it was just kind of some... It's like someone thing. shaved a spider and made it really big. That's what it looks like to me. I think it was... Do you know... Uh, it, yeah. This is the voice of experience. I've shaved spiders in my time. <laughs> oh dear. Nice. Yeah. He started off with the really small, little, you know, the tiny little money spiders. Yeah. yeah. Worked his way up. Yeah, worked his way up. Oh yeah, there's a hierarchy. <laughs> yeah. Shaved, spider you shaved. see him in the background of it, like in Freaks, can't you? Chase him down. <laughs> wait, wait, shot back inside. <laughs> Straight off topic a bit there, but... Yeah, what 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 we're talking about? Well, here. yeah, eight legged freaks is a private is a private. What was this, what was the message in that? Well, it wasn't really. It was because there is two sides of monster movies. Yeah. There is what was the movie about bats about ten years ago or something, which is just stupid. It's just about eat some bats, eat some people. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> but the good ones, you know, bird the birds Hitchcock's movie is a monster movie. Yeah, is we were talking about that earlier because we were talking about the remake of it, which was. Uh, <laughs> see we need a webcam just for the expressions on your face whenever we mention stuff like that <laughs> yeah it's like a kid at Christmas where they open the presents and they find out it's a pair of socks so I like that socks. Sort of thing. <laughs> keep my feet warm 
No, no, no. It's like the kid at Christmas when the when the parents, you know, he's picked up Call of Duty Modern Warfare like seven, and he's like, "Mom, mom, can I have this for Christmas?" And his mom says, "We'll see." And then he gets like a, a, a PS3 shaped game, yeah. uh, you know, wrapped up. He's like, "Oh, it's Call of Duty three He opens it as like somebody's putting challenge or something like that. Yeah, you're ripping things off Simpsons now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the classic way to go with that is, oh, it's a game, it's a game, fantastic, the opening. Oh, it's, it's a, a book. book. <laughs> it's a book. I don't want to read books. What are books for? <laughs> hmm, let's see. <laughs> uh, Twilight is, makes, uh, it makes good... Uh, oh, firewood. Fire, yeah, it makes good fire yeah. starters. Yeah. And it's also, oh. you know, if you can find a version that's printed on soft, thin paper, then it's also good for other things in the wild. Oh, uh, if you want to use clear pigeon shooting, but you don't have the budget... You can always get some Twilight books. No, no, that, uh, do you know? Do you know? Best thing for a Twilight book, right? What you do, you basically build a kind of perspex case around it, shove it in, mm-hmm. fill it with, uh, you know, shove some seeds in the middle, uh, fill it with water, and shove the book in. Yeah. Right? And you can grow plants from them. Wow. Yes. That's so, what you're saying is, from Twilight grows life. No, I'm saying from Twilight you can grow, you know, something more useful. I'll be gone in Twilight. No. It can be See, Rob's actually book. tried this. It wouldn't Will surprise it me. He sat at home and he's he's growing like cress out of a Twilight book. So yeah, it tastes a bit glittery. <laughs> you know, my egg and cress sandwich glittered in there like it was weird. <laughs> I'd still buy it. What, the egg and cress sandwich? The shinier the hunt. Better it'll taste, I'm assuming. <laughs> How do we get onto that? <laughs> Back on topic, <laughs> yes. Back on topic. Yeah, okay. Well, what makes a good uh, monster movie creature feature? Um, so, story is important then? It depends, because if, if the bad guy or the monster looks like looks the part, sometimes you'll let the bad story slide. Yeah, but in the birds, the birds just look like birds. Well, the birds were birds. Cause, exactly. Because it's birds. Yeah, that's the, the, the birds point. are birds, yeah. So, yeah, so, but if they don't look impressive, if they just look the crap, real birds. Not, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. That's that's not fun. But that's what that's what I'm saying. The birds was still terrifying. The bird, not the not the remake. The original birds was terrifying because you, then you after you after you watch it. I watched it back when I was a kid, and after I watched it, I started looking out for these flocks of birds in case they attacked. I'm sorry, but you said you're not frightened by birds. Have you ever been in a fight with a seagull? I don't <laughs> think you have. Those things are terrifying. He's got a point. Finding Nemo was correct. You know when they got mine. That's basically how they think, yeah. you know. Rob, if you, has, if you have, if you have, if you go to Whippy or Scarborough or somewhere like that, and you have a bag of chips, I can guarantee you, you're going to get attacked. That's why you've got to have a hammer. That, it's a complete industry there. Buy some you, chips, have a hammer. If you fight them off, though, I'll tell you, they go tell their mates, and if your car's parked under the cliff, you can guarantee you're going to need to clean it by the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least nobody will park near you, so you got a nice wide space to get out of the, the parking spot with how are we getting this anyway what we're talking about <laughs> oh, God. it's the usual show we yeah. start off with one thing and end up somewhere completely random pick of the geek though should we yeah well uh, oh let me jump on the yeah. gun there what's your favourite monster explanation by explanation I mean like in in that Hollywood remake of Godzilla they said oh yeah it was like uh, French nuclear testing it was a lizard that was mutated and became this giant monster because that's what lizards do when you expose them to nuclear radiation I'm sorry I wasn't listening there what was that the best monster explanation uh-huh. okay you know <laughs> uh, the best explanation for uh, eight legged freaks what was the reason for the giant spiders 
some sort of chemical as always. Exactly. Spills them. Oh, chemical imagine. spill, nuclear reaction, something like that. Never just is. Just cause. Yeah, just because it's a giant monster, deal with it. There is a lot of things like that, though. There was a, a crazy killer dog movie. Canada does a lot of those. What, Cujo? Not that one. It's more contemporary than Cujo. Oh, right. But dogs, just because. And you've got to make it evil. You've got to make his eyes glow red. Just because. Yeah. No reason. <laughs> just because. See, I, 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 you know, they always do, like, the evil dog movie. I'm like, well, hang on. What about the, uh, what about the dog movie where it's, like, really violent, but it's only violent in order to protect its master? Like all good dogs go to heaven. Oh, don't. I cried like... Oh, I cried that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Don Bluth. No, is it Don Bluth? Don Bluth, yeah. Yeah, Don Bluth, you're a horrible man. <laughs> I hope you hear this. You make me cry so much as a child. Uh, what about the ending to Iron Giant? Well, Iron Giant's it's the boss, isn't it? That was a brilliant film. Vin Diesel is a beast. <laughs> his best performance of his career. <laughs> yes. <You're right. laughs> oh, wait, the, the, the new Riddick, who knows? <laughs> best performance was... Uh, he was... Uh, I don't know. Was the uh, the best bit was the ending Superman? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I had no idea that was him until like. Thing is, I just left. want him to say that in so in some movie that he's in. If it, you know, um, what was it? Uh, Pitch Black. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, no, The Chronicles of Riddick. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, when he's killed the guy who's sitting on the throne, I just want him to say Superman. <laughs> that would be the best ending ever. He'll probably say it in Fast Six. Yeah, it's ridiculous that that series is still going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, back to the explanation. The best explanation. Uh, have there been any decent ones, or has it there's always a, been? There's some good ones, like uh, the original Piranha, not the travesty yeah. that it's become now. Because Joe Dante did it in 1978. Yeah. And that was James Cameron's first ever movie, uh, Piranha Three: Flying Piranhas. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. Google it. It, it is. It, real. Google it. <laughs> Uh, but that was basically piranhas have been trapped at the surface of the earth for millions of years in an earthquake and boom. And there's new bile young things that need a chomping on. Because <laughs> who's going to chomp them if they don't go? Yes. Somebody's got to do it. Why not piranhas? Yeah. I think uh, Lake Placid did a similar thing as well. Uh, Lake Placid had like the giant alligator that had been in there for like years. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jurassic Park. Just because we wanted to see what big giant dinosaurs look like, uh, and they are cool. That's yeah. what I mean. Jurassic Park worked because you you ha- we know that scientists do stuff just because they can. Yeah. So you could actually see Jurassic Park happening. They totally it's- missed the beat though. They could have turned it into a Kraken uh, B movie. Oh. Who was going to win this fight? The Tyrannosaurus Rex or this other guy? It's dinosaur was. Yeah. Totally cool. I'd watch that. I wish the hell out of that. Well, that Australian billionaire, he's uh, bought like 120 uh, robotic dinosaurs for his it, it, it's uh, not the Jurassic same. Park. No. It's not the same. I mean, unless you're in a Jeep being chased by a T-Rex, right? I want to see some blood. Yeah. Uh, they should do that ride. They should do that ride. Uh, one of these things have like a giant t- robot T-Rex yeah. running behind you and you're in the Jeep. <laughs> I'd sell myself. And that's the point. Yeah. You know, it'd be better than a roller coaster. Oh, T-Rex. Have you seen the concept art for the fourth one? Uh, it's awful. It is horrible. It's so bad. Uh, it's just go- it's going down the Resident Evil route. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it is. There is no such thing as a good Resident Evil movie. No, but I, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the games. You know, it's going down the Resident Evil route. Resident Evil is just kind of yes, we know it's all about survival horror. They're all dead and they've come back to life. And then next thing you know, they're all kind of mutated and weird stuff. Yeah. Head crabs. Uh, yeah, head crabs. That's- what the hell was that about? 
I think there's some sort of hidden meaning there. Yeah, I, I think it's a very racist hidden meaning. I'm not going to say it because I might get in trouble, but naughty at Capcom, Spaniards are people too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just being a conduit for the message to flow through. This is the Cam- Capcom and the naughty ones. Yeah. Buenos noches. <laughs> Um, I yeah. don't remember what that means. Good night. That's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pick of the geek then. Your top three movie monsters. Three? Yeah. Come on, you must have three. There's been so many. Uh, I'll take the lead then, because zombies were originally monster movies mm. back in the day. Night of the Living Dead is the best zombie movie that ever will be. Always will be. I've yeah. got to mention Tremors and I've got to mention the horse. Not this Stephanie Meyer. Uh, akin to being punched in the face by yeah, just Yeah, it's awful. Uh, it, it, the Korean one from 2006, I think it was. Yes. Cracking good film. One of my favourites. Yeah. So then Night of the Living Dead, The Horse, and Tremors. Because Tremors is Tremors. Tremors is just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I, I still think that was one of Kevin Bacon's best movies. Of course it is. <laughs> you know. What about you guys? My Top three monsters. Got it. I have horrible choices. Sharktopus. <laughs> somebody, ha- somebody has to mention it. Yeah, Rob. Just have you sure. seen it? Seriously. Oh, it's so good. Damn was, you, Sharktopus! There was a thing in the uh, Tesco that scene which is in a similar line. It was called the Rack No Quick. Yeah. And then he wet myself laughing. It, it was. And that's just the cover. I don't think I can make it through the movie. No, I love the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, uh, it's not just Sci-Fi Channel. Have you seen Have you seen the Horror Channel with some of the stuff they've got on there? I haven't. I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> yeah, Horror Channel. Uh, it's just. So the, it's like uh, it's like a mega snake versus mega tarantula type thing. Yeah, oh, that, that's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> I see that. It's so bad. So Sharkpuss, what else? The Deadite out of uh, the Evil, Evil Dead, Dead series. I like. Those. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. Oh God, what else? Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> you said Lindsay Lohan's a monster movie she is the cork monster movie oh, oh well I can't argue with that every movie she's in is just a monster movie that's bulletproof logic bulletproof yeah man it is airtight <laughs> like her oh dear okay now we're just going down the wrong path again <laughs> yes just to round this out yeah. this, is why, this is why I wanted Chris on the show Israel um I'll go with what was it the gorilla mighty joy young oh, he wasn't a monster though was he he was he falls into the category of a monster alright okay, I'll go with him I'll go with him um, so not Kong but mighty joe young yeah okay yeah uh, if you said Kong I'd have slapped you right now <laughs> <laughs> no I was no um, I, I didn't like the remake and I don't believe I've watched the original I know I shoot me, but I don't care. Anyway. Um, the, I'll go with the Iron Giant as well. That's Iron a robot. So, well, it's so... It's, he was still perceived as a monster. It's basically a monster movie. Okay. Like, the monster is the people. All right, yeah. Going all deep and lay full... That's not a word, but oh I'm going God. for it. See, yeah, these, you're going down the hunchback of Notre Dame route. See, these aren't even Shut angry up. movies. They're all soppy, <laughs> sort of. I don't know. Um, I... Third. Don't know what I'd go with for my third. Can we just fill in any sort of missing gaps with tremors? No. Because oh. uh, I haven't done mine, have I? 
So you just got two, really? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with two. Okay, first up, Gremlins. Oh. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm amazed you guys never mentioned I, them. I, it totally left my mind. Yeah? Um, Not really say it is a... It's more of a slasher, it is a, really. No, it's, it's a so, monster movie. Uh, it's... Yeah, the it's gremlins a slasher are, with monsters. Gr- yeah. I'm a slasher monster hybrid. Yeah. Uh, gremlins. Oh. oh, yeah, my third Marshmallow Man from the Ghostbusters. Well, Good Ghostbusters. Choice. Yeah, from Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, yeah. sorry. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, to give him his real name, Zool. Yeah, Zool. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stan Aykroyd thinking of uh, Stay Puff Marshmallows. <laughs> the best line ever oh. <laughs> what, what happened I thought of Snape of Marshmallows keep on topic Rob I am I'm just trying to think uh, Gremlins um, the shark from uh, Deep Blue Sea no if you've got to say shark you've got to say Jaws or we'll slap you oh. All right, Deep Blue Sea over Jaws are you uh, serious all right, oh my god <laughs> No, I just like the fact that it can swim backwards and Jaws couldn't. But Jaws, okay, <laughs> I will go with Jaws. Jaws made a generation of people afraid to go in the sea. Yes, this is true. Jaws does. Uh, Jaws is superior. It's one of the greatest horror films ever made, never mind superior. Uh, but it yes, didn't I... Samuel Jackson. <laughs> this is true. Exactly. <laughs> well, actually, wouldn't that be a great movie, Jaws oh, versus Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> We all know who'd win, Samuel Jackson. Keep focused, Rob. I know it's hard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, it doesn't help that he's got that Obey cap on, because I keep thinking They Live by John Carpenter. Well, <laughs> nah, it's Aliens, isn't it, completely? Yeah, what? Just keep on topic. I what? am. Jesus. I can't trust people with beards. Yeah, there's two of them. I'm okay saying that. I'm clean shaved today for the first time in years. I can say it well, three of you. I don't trust any of you. Go on, keep it on. <laughs> Says you with the stubble. Stubble's not a beard. Um, Hence the different words. Jerry over th- here's got a beard, though. Yeah. I'll have a think about the last one. Oh, actually, no, I do have a, I do have it uh, because only because it's got the line "release the kraken." Um, you know the kraken from Clash of the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All because of that line, "release the kraken." He gets knocked by Russell Brand with the face paint, though. What? <laughs> I think this is a conversation with you. Be- Russell Brand is Medusa. I'm Jim Zubkovich from Mudon Entertainment, and I listen to The Geek Show on 104.5 Community Voice. And we have we have a Piper Dune. We have a Piper Dune. What? Have <laughs> I just came into a different show there? <laughs> We're missing uh, Israel and Chris, uh, who have disappeared together for some reason we're not sure why make of that what you will <laughs> the smoking yes uh, anyway uh, smoking <laughs> sorry so, so, seriously did you just do that what oh my god the mask yeah it's Jim Carrey I'm going to offend people by saying this Jim Carrey's rubbish he's not that bad he's done a couple of good roles when he acts when he actually acts yeah. when he's being a rubber faced goon he, 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 yeah I, I liked him in uh you know, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. beautiful sunshine. Beautiful sunshine. No, eternal sunshine. Sorry, uh, I liked him in Eternal Sunshine. I liked him in uh, the Truman Show. I liked him in. Uh, I liked him in a, a series of unfortunate events. Man on the Moon. Yeah, Man on the Moon, who's brilliant. But, but believe it or not, uh, this is not the actual uh, movie section. We just did that back yeah, at the gig show I know. and. Uh, this section we are on now is the game section, which we're talking about 
monsters. Yes, we are. Uh, okay, uh, why have giant monsters slash bosses become popular over the last few years? And by that, I mean um, games like God of War or Asura's Wrath, stuff like that, yeah. where you actually remember the game more for the monsters you fight than for the fact that you fight giant monsters rather than uh, for the actual... Um, you know, for the actual content of the game itself. I don't know whether that's true. Well, God of War, you know, God of War... I re- most of the people I know remember God of War for two things. Number one was the sex, and number two was the giant monsters. Yeah. Right? They don't remember God of War for, you know, Kratos or anything like that. They remember it purely because it was a game where you could, you, you know, you had to fight these giant bosses. Shadow of the Colossus, there's nothing else there except the Colossus. Oh, sorry, Colossi, or whatever the blue rule for Colossus is. A Colossi. Yeah. <coughs> Bayonetta, you had, you know, uh, you remember it for two things. Number one, Bayonetta herself. And well, I think two, I know, think it was touched on earlier. Yeah. There's two of them, and Bayonetta has them. Yes. And that's uh, what that game is about. Yeah, that's that's what you remember. But she also fights giant monsters. Yeah. Now, Asura's Wrath, he punches giant statues. He punches giant statues. Let's just leave it at that. You can phrase certain scenes in that movie in some very... Movie? It's a game. <laughs> it's basically a movie. There's no game to it. Uh, you can basically phrase some of the stuff in that. Yeah. Like he beats a giant finger to death. And yeah. that's the just co- a horrible the, sentence. The cosmic finger. Yes. <laughs> it's a horrible sentence. I get not in trouble for that. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, why have these games... Why, why have these games become popular over the last few years? And why are they becoming more popular? It's bigger is better. Is it? Ladies successful. Really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. Okay. Um, it, topic a bit, but uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> is, is bigger really better? In the context of games. In the context of games. Yes. See, I don't I don't Because you so. can only like, have a face-to-face with some skillful guy so many times before you start repeating yourself. So you got to raise the stakes, you got to have bigger bosses, you got to have huge scale. And that's what God of War is, it's scale. Yeah, it's scale. But because the camera pans back and you can barely see your little fella running, but you hold forward on the stick and he'll keep on running. That's what I remember from God of War. Yeah. Not pulling the spine out of a giant monster and beating him to death with but it. But this is the thing, right? Shadow of the Colossus had a brilliant mechanic where you actually had to climb up it, right? Um, it was a brilliant idea, you had to actually climb up it to attack its weak point. Um, it w- but then you've got the other version, which is the final, you know, the fi- kind of Final Fantasy boss character version, where you you just kind of all standing on a platform, and it's just <laughs> off there at a distance, and every so often it smacks yes. its hand down. You just stand there going, "Yes, I'm go- I have a big sword, but I can reach you because you're like fifty feet away from the platform, but I can still hit you from here." This is the Final Fantasy model where everybody's got at least six forms. Yeah. This is my final form. Yeah. This is my final, final form. My this ultimate is, form. This is my final evolution form. And then my final, it's final evolution it's form. It's basically anime, isn't it? It's basically Dragon Ball Z. No, it's basically the worst. It's basically the worst bad guy death in the history of media. It's like no, no, I'm not dead yet. Yeah, I'm dead yet. That can <laughs> <is>. count. <laughs> it's like it's really like, bad player ga- playground games. Exactly. It's like you know, you know, the ending of Halloween and stuff like that, where you think he's dead. And then all of a sudden, hand grabs the ankle and stuff yeah. like that. It's basically that, but Final Fantasy version. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. What, what are we talking about again? Games. <laughs> 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 so I said, but Final Fantasy version. It's, uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, 
they're becoming more popular, but why? I mean, I'd like a game. I'd like I'd like to basically fight a boss in the way that you fight it in Shadow of the Colossus, where you can actually, you know... It's more common. Metal Gear Rising, Castle prime v- example. Castlevania Lords of the Shadow. Lord, Lord of Shadows, yeah. Did that. With, they had, like, the huge bosses, and it had the really tricky little blighters. Yeah. Could never do the tricky blighters. Metal Gear but, yeah. Rising, though, was a prime example of... Uh, you know the mechanics that I want that I'd like to see because right at the beginning because you played it at my house as well. You mm-hmm. know, right at the beginning when you're up against that uh, giant thing with the tail, the way you beat him, you basically uh, attack sections of him. You don't attack him as one single entity. You basically attack sections of him. True. You know that I'd like to see. And the weird thing is, I've only seen that in like one Final Fantasy game, and that was Final Fantasy uh, Ten Part Two. Seriously, hmm. odd that it's odd, but that's basically the only Final Fantasy game where I can remember the final <laughs> boss. You attack sections of him instead. Are monsters more popular though? I don't think they are. I think they are. God of War is popular, but the other sort of things you referenced, did Bayonetta, not, Bayonetta is going to be huge. Did when, not sell. Bayonetta is not a successful game. It is. Not really. Yeah, it is. It's all. It's all loads. I'm going to be stubborn here and say no. No, just, no, no, Rob, because no. you didn't like the game. Does I like the it. game. I, I honestly like, like the game because I like games that can just beat the hell out of everything. Yes, I know. I think it was Harry who hated it. No, Harry loved it. Well, somebody hated it. It wasn't us. Okay. We all enjoyed Bayonetta. <laughs> w- whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Then. Um, pick of the geek. Then your top three monster-based games. Well, you're being really specific there, aren't you? Well, we're talking monsters. Yeah. And you push me into a corner. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? I'll come out fighting, you know that. <laughs> terrible human. Anybody else want to jump in first? Yeah, I'll do it. Go on, then. Digimon World 2001. Sweet. <laughs> Digimon. It's a monster-based game. Yeah. <laughs> Pokemon Silver and Gold. Black and White. And nah, nah, silver and gold was better. Oh, I do have a soft spot for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Jade Cocoon. <laughs> oh, sorry, no. I'll, I'll swap out Jade Cocoon and go with Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> nice. Anybody else? Got any picks? Um, I'd go with the Pokemon game, which was on N64. I can't even remember the title of it. Pokemon but... Snap? Pokemon no. Stadium. Stadium, that's it. I was going to say, because there was more than one Pokemon game on the N64. No. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but... Pokemon Snap is a good game. It's, it's not. I'm lying. It's, I it's, know. It's you just horrible. go around taking photos of Pokemon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like some weird voyeuristic nightmare. Oh, it's clearly the mechanic stolen from a pawn game and just put, you know, <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Pocket Monsters, indeed. Um... <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I'd obviously go with the God of War series. Okay. Um, but, I don't know, I'd be pushing for a third. Megan, a four? There's a recent one that's just came out, wasn't it? For God of War. Yeah. Ascension. Yeah. I need to get that. Yeah. No, I was meaning more like, I'd be, like, I'm struggling for like a third pick. I can't even think of any. All I can think of is cheesy final uh, final forms from RPGs. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. 
Ansem's, like, I don't know, 12th form turns into a giant boat with him himself at the front of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He turns into Steamboat Willie. Yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll be like Kingdom Hearts 19. <laughs> yeah, okay. The, the final boss is Steamboat Willie. <laughs> yes, classic Disney references. Yeah. Amazing. But it'd be brilliant if, it, if that was the case, but it was like a giant Steamboat Willie. Yeah. I'd pay to see that. Okay. <laughs> So you can only think of Final Fantasy boss character type things? At the moment, yeah, because I, I play RPGs more than most okay. games. Rob? Hmm, Pokemon Red and Blue. It's the only Pokemon game I've ever played. Okay. Red and Blue were good. It's the first ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. I go back to old school. Yeah, Red was the first of the Pokemon series I played. Yeah. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Summoner. Ooh, and Onimusha as a series, except the last one, because it was... Pump. Oh, Dawn of Dreams. Pump. Dawn of Dreams was awful. So then three, yeah. Good, co- good choice. Imagine me picking the obscure ones. That's not right. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. Hi, I'm Ken Wong from Spicy Horse Studios, and I listen to Geek Show on 104.5 CVFM. Hi, and welcome back to 104.5 CVFM. You're with The Geek Show, and we're talking monsters. Yes. Uh, okay, uh, we're in our TV section. We do know that monsters appear on TV. We have them in like Game of Thrones, you know, the dragons and stuff like that. And we get them in Merlin, you know, with that big dragon and whatever else they've got in Merlin. You know, all the fairies and the bells and whistles, seventy pound fairies and stuff like that. Um, seventy pound fairies. Yes, that sounds like the name of a very questionable nightclub. <laughs> I'd say. It, I, I'd say it sounds like the name of a, of a very questionable rapper. <laughs> Yeah, Seventy that. pound fairy, you know, featuring fifty cent. Fifty p. No, it's, actually, it's thirty p. Exchange rates. Yeah. <laughs> Very savvy of you, bro. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, the, you remember that one pound fish song? Yeah. Like, it, it, it'd be like one pound. Uh, it'd be like one dollar something uh, fish in yeah. America. It wasn't work. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. Wasn't it uh, uh, sung by Katie Melia or something? What uh, a scientist? What is there only one million bikes in Beijing? And a scientist came and said, "Actually, there's one million and three thousand And she actually re-recorded a song like that. So uh, I think it was. Uh, was I don't know. I'm just something like that. Either I can't, way, I can't believe like I just cite, I've just referenced Katie Melia on mm. radio now. I think. I think. My, my inner cool just died. Yeah, that's it right. Did. It's going down. Neglected. It really did. <laughs> it, it's it, it's gone. Well, at least they never mentioned some other people. Anyway, back to monsters. <laughs> um, the thing that kind of the thing that kind of struck me was that when you think of monsters on TV, you start thinking of stuff like Power Rangers, Doctor yeah. Who, or various things like that. Uh, but then you have like this disproportionate number of shows with monsters in that are aimed at kids. So why you know it's not like we don't enjoy you know as adults we don't enjoy a good you know monster mashup or something like that. I'd love to, you know I'd love to see a decent series that featured like you know huge dragons and stuff like that. And that wasn't Merlin or Game of Thrones. Surely that's possible, you know? Yeah, Hercules. Just saying it. Kevin Sabo's Hercules. Kevin Sabo's Hercules. It's the bastion of monsters on TV. It's the best show. If by best you mean it's a bit rubbish. 
<laughs> you do realise that him and Xena were doing episodes together as well. People didn't actually watch Xena. I'm actually, not going to finish that. No, no, I'm not going to finish that sentence. People, people didn't watched watch, Xena. People didn't watch Xena. People watched Xena. He's missing my joke. He's totally missing my joke. Yeah. I can't say it any further. Three minutes of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know. <laughs> oh, I got the joke. Hercules. He just didn't want to accept it. it was true. His boss. No, no, no. I do. Uh, but, uh, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely true. Trust but, me, uh, I know people. Uh, it's absolutely true. By that same token, Buffy and uh, what was it? Buffy and Angel. They had monsters. Yeah. So well, your theory that it's only kid stuff? Well, it is. I, I poo poo well, on your I, theory, I, uh, boy. Was Buffy aimed at adults? It's not in it. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. High school cheerleader, Vampire Slayer. What's aimed at teenagers? Teenage audience. Spinner spin off Angel as well. Mm. Yeah. Like, teenage audience yeah, like supernatural now I mean that's so, not really monsters but still it's sort of more like myth stuff isn't yeah, it? Like, you're yeah. placing like, Power Rangers yeah. and Buffy in the same group well you're I'm a racist th- man you're I, a racist I'm 37 years old anyone under the age of 20 to me is a kid yeah I grew up with and you'll TV. end up like that too yeah <laughs> <sighs> you already am <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yes I can put them all in the same group I want something, you know, that's... Uh, in know, a demographic a sense, though, they're not. In a demographic sense, they're not. You know, one is aimed at the, uh, at the say, you know, under uh, at 12 and under. The other one is aimed at teenagers. Because for kids, you can throw in the Aquabats Super Show, which I walk up to every Sunday morning. It's the most nuts thing <laughs> when you wake up on a Sunday morning. You, you don't want to see that. No, I bet. Totally forgotten the name of a, an adult monster TV show that I totally forgot about. do you know like cop shows where like you know there's a cam crew following police yeah. do their oh, jobs oh I know what he's on about yeah but there was like zombies and werewolves like uh, he pulls over and this guy's like transforming into a werewolf there and was a he just legs it he's like can't chase him now he's transforming already there was a 1960s so the name of it Ugh. yeah it was a it's TV it's been remade as a film Dark Shadows is so, it was a TV show yeah. in the 60s but it was another one that I can't remember the name of but he yeah I think he's in it more recently it's like, what, 90s, 80s? Like yeah, it was like the 90s sort of thing, wasn't it? No, they didn't like a recent one. Like it, they they I have done that. Trip. I think I know what, exactly what you're on about. I'm yeah. going to see if I can find it. Um, but I do think I know what, exactly what you're on about. Could have sworn it came out last year. I've totally forgotten the name of it. But the, the point is, stuff like this, it's usually, for adults, you don't really have, I mean, what is it, like a 10-episode run, maybe a 20-episode run. You don't have the budget to have monsters in every single episode of that. So the stuff you do get monsters in is really shoddy and ropey budget, mm. but it is in the adults. So it is there. That's if it's like monsters in every episode, but you get stuff like sci-fi where it's not like giant sort of Godzilla monsters, where it's, but you get different sort of like species sort of thing. Like people in prospects. Uh, yeah, and then, and then they sort of like build up like a series up until yeah, yeah, like a climax point, I mean, and then they'll yeah. have like a mint like sort of showdown thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the way he trailed off at the end there. Yeah. I was waiting for some, wait, like uh, a minute, like short on. I was expecting <laughs> some huge climax to that sentence, but I was like, just kind of. Trailed I was, off I was trying like, to think on the fly as well, but that just didn't work. The Sci-Fi Channel is the bastion of monsters on TV. Horror who, Channel as well. Who would have thought that sentence would ever exist? Yeah, that's a dirty sentence. Um. <laughs> so, what about something like The Walking Dead then? We've mentioned Evil Dead and the uh, Night of the Living Dead. Well, Dead Set as well is the same, so... Yeah. That was their first. 
That wasn't Walking Dead's not the first monster movie. No, zombie show on TV. Dead Setters. Ooh, actually, uh, Zombieland the TV show is coming out as well. Yeah. So yeah. I've seen the post. What about so the X Files? What about well, the X Files? The X Files. Yes. I actually never watched the X Files, so I have no say. There was an episode of the X Files which scared the big Jesus out of me when I was a kid. It was the episode where there was this slimy man going through the. Uh, was that the one with the where he's living under the escalator? I think and so. And he was uh, eating people's livers. And he, yeah, and he lived in yeah. the sort of ventilation shafts of. Yeah, he could squeeze through any space. Yeah, yeah. that scared me. That so was much. that was a that was a creepy episode. I need to watch this show. Uh, another one, uh, Tales from the Crypt. Eerie Indiana. I don't know if it's in there. I just want to say Eerie Indiana because it's awesome. I know. Uh, <laughs> and there was, there was a uh, Australian one as well. Round the twist. But the oh, theme tune annoyed the bejesus. I hated that theme tune. Come watch the show. She put me in a foul mood all day. It was like 12 as well, so that's saying a lot. When you're 12, you just want to climb trees and do stuff. No, no, you want to make a Facebook account or take a picture of your, your tea and then post it on Instagram. Is, is that cynicism you know, I'm detecting? I'm gully- I'll, I'll tell <laughs> you something. <laughs> no, it's not cynicism. It's just like, it's true now. I'll tell you something. There is one show that I watch and, uh, you know, uh, forgive me for this, but it is on ITV. Um, <laughs> it, it isn't the bastion of broadcasting that we hoped it would be. Um, but have any of you guys seen that fishing program called River Monsters? No. Right. Because I've watched a few of them. I'll tell you something, right? Put all the other monsters to one side. You're just like, I don't know. That lives in, like, a river yeah. near where I live. Like, oh, I know what you mean, but <laughs> they've got these, like, stupid, these size, like, carp sort of things. It's right? like, it's like this big and could eat your leg. Yeah, it's like the size of a human. Uh, yeah. Well, for the purpose of that, he was stretching his arms out really wide. Yes. Um, that's the thing, though, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Sci-fi has nothing on what the life you can find under the sea. Like the anglerfish, is that the weirdest thing? The anglerfish, the monkfish, yeah. It's, it, it's just the life you can find under the sea, it, sci-fi. Well, they've, they've just yeah. found out that the anglerfish, the monkfish, or whatever you want to call it, it eats puffins. <laughs> what, the bird puffin? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're like, that puffin's swimming deep. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hang on, how deep did that go? This anglerfish are at the bottom of the oceans, like miles yeah. down. Um, the other, uh, what was it, uh, the, on that River Monsters program, they actually found a fish, right? It was like a flatfish, but it was so big, it took 20 people to get it, uh, to actually wow. uh, to actually hold it up so they could do measurements on it. Wow. And like, one person caught this. <laughs> Dude is strong. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You know, it, it's weird because we have so many different things in our world that we just don't know about. You know, like they become legends and they become these things that you know we class as monsters. And like, well, hang on, does Godzilla actually really exist? Then could Lake Placid be real? <laughs> does yeah. Nessie exist? Uh, reality is stranger than fiction. Yeah. Often, so, so why not? Yeah, I agree. I want to go hunting the Yeti now. <laughs> Likewise. Found that Sasquatch. Give him a sandwich. All right. Who'd win in a fight between the Loch Ness Monster and, uh, and the Sasquatch? <laughs> Neither because they're not real. Stupid. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> All right, then MacGyver. Hypothetically, who'd win? Between who? Pick of the Geek. <clears throat> Your favourite monster matchup. Where's Who the location? Uh, anywhere. You anywhere. Can cho- it can be a random stage, right? And you have to choose two monsters of any type and... 
you know, your fit, the matchup that you want to see, like WWF matchups, you know, yeah, yeah. So, something like that. And you can pick any stage you want. So it can be like the, you know, the Sahara Desert with the Great Pyramid in the background. Mm-hmm. And you can have like Nessie versus, uh, I don't know, the Abominable Snowman. You've basically just described the movie Monster Brawl. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good movie, but it's a movie. It'd be great as a game, though. It'd be Darkstalkers, wouldn't it? I don't know what that is. I'll borrow your Darkstalkers at some point. Yeah, whatever. I have a machine, not a machine to play on. But uh, any ideas, anybody? Um, Wrap this section up. Yeah, I'm thinking on this one. Um, Ash versus everybody. What, just Ash? Just Ash. Slorin, all monsters. Which Ash are we talking about? Evil Dead Ash. Right, okay. Because I was thinking Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. I was going to say that he wouldn't work. last long. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> It'd be Ash versus Ash, and he could have all the Pokemons he wants, and he oh, could just slaughter awesome. them all with a, yeah. with a shotgun blast. With, no, with, with his boomstick. Yeah. <laughs> his boomstick. Let's get it right. I think you can't really better that. I think that's a perfect point to stop that. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the high water mark of this. I, I, I think we are going to have to stop there. We're going to take a break. Hi, I'm Niall Mater, and I play Evan Cross in the upcoming Primeval New World. And you, my friend, are listening to The Geek Show. First up, Let's talk about Pokemon. Let's. Because it is... Uh, well, before that, we want to mention the fact we have yes. got a prize. For yes, we do. Yeah, actually, we do. Thank you for reminding me. Um, new store has opened opposite the bus station in Middlesbrough. It is. It's basically uh, a legacy from... Most people will remember Chips, right? Mm-hmm. It's a legacy from Chips. Originally, there were a franchise of Chips over in Stockton, they have moved to Middlesbrough and rebranded as Super Games World, and they are fantastic for retro games. The best place for retro games in Middlesbrough, they do off, by far. They offer contemporary games as well. So uh, they do offer contemporary retro. games, but they, uh, you know, they have so much in uh, in the way of retro games. It's unbelievable, and mm. when you look at how much they have, you, you just start thinking that companies like Game and that are, they are selling themselves short. They really are. There's, you know, I, I, what was I like when I when I walked in there? I didn't want to leave. It was like a kid yeah, at Christmas. Yeah, because we noticed that last week, didn't we? Just after the show, we walked yeah. past it, and I was like, "When did that get there?" Yeah, because it used to be where kind of magic used to be. Yeah, opposite the bus station. Um, uh, we do have a prize bundle. From yes, them, we kindly do. Kindly donated by them. They have kindly donated a prize bundle. Uh, we are going to announce at the end of the show uh, what the competition is to win this. Uh, this has been kindly donated by Super Games World, so get yourself there if you can uh, and check them out. Uh, in the prize bundle, there's like Sackboy keyrings and uh, a big Mario keyring. There's a uh, Grand Theft Auto poster, a poster of Anna Williams, it's actually really cool, cool poster of Anna Williams from Tekken. It's one of those old pulp style posters. Oh, the grindhouse. Yeah, the grindhouse that, uh, type posters. Yeah. It's uh, it's really cool. Um, there's like uh, an Xbox T-shirt and uh, little Gogo celeb sports figures, and uh, there's even a Disgaea Four figure. Uh, there's lots and lots of little uh, little uh, collectibles in there. Pack of Saints Raw cards and all sorts of stuff. It's great. Oh well. So, yeah, there's lots in there. Yeah, so stay tuned and we'll have a question yeah. to get we'll have hold a question. of that prize. Yes, exactly. Um, right, moving on, back to Pokemon. Well, it is the animation section and we yeah. are talking about monsters. And really, what else is there? Well, when you talk about monsters in, in terms of animation, 
you, we have like the Godzilla anime uh, animation, which had Godzuki. Terrible. Yeah, but, really bad. Go, uh, and then you've got Scooby Doo, which apparently has monsters in. Oh, uh, it was the well, pesky old man. Yeah, it was the janitor who runs the theme park or it's, the uh, cemetery. Know, or I don't. I actually think the way Scooby Doo ends is quite brutal because at the end of each show they rip his face off. And they're like, well, hang on. What if he's not wearing a mask? <laughs> there was a gag of that on uh, Family Guy, where he peels the skin off his face. Yeah, and he's got a skeleton behind. <laughs> I mean, it is really brutal when you think about it. Oh, and they've been doing this thing for forty years. You know what's brilliant about Scooby Doo? Though the movies are being written by James Gunn, who makes some of the most horrible, violent sort of films disguised as mainstream stuff. Yeah. Super. Watch Super as a superhero uh, movie. You you will have your eyes open. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that. James Gunn's fantastic. He written, uh, what do you call it as well? What's it called? That Lollipop Chainsaw video game. Yeah. So it can't be totally negative against that if he wrote it. Uh, I can because of... Uh, because, uh, all I'll say is Clamshell Bikini and then you'll understand why I really don't like that game. Um, fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Anyway, uh, back to uh, I mean, Pokemon, we really kind of sum it up. It's all about yeah, tiny little creatures that you capture in these spherical objects and, you know, you throw them, uh, you you know, you fight with them. All right, well, hang on. Uh, number one, if these were real, Petter would be out, would be on their case <laughs> like crazy. They're keeping small animals in balls. Yeah. That's just a sentence. And making it? them fight. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, making them fight each other. Yeah, uh, uh, animal rights would have a field day with that. And, they, right. and there's like Mute. I don't know how uh, what that works is currently, but stuff like Mewtwo. Well, there's only one of them. You capture one, the last animal of a species, ah. and keeping it in a ball. Ah. That's horrible. Get out with Peter. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, though, Digimon. Yeah. Which was actually out in Japan. Um, before Pokemon was, uh, yeah. but but obviously it was released in the UK um, after Pokemon. But the thing is, digital mo- uh, Digimon is digital monsters. Yeah, you know the clues in the title. They're all digital. They don't actually exist. Pokemon is different because Pokemon is supposed to be like you know dogs and cats and yeah, mice yeah. and you know whatever else in the real world. It's like walking around Japan on LSD. <coughs> there we go. I said it. Yeah. It's like keeping a, a shrew in your pocket in front of someone's face. I choose you. <laughs> it's, it's... Oh, God, no. Because then, then you get all the jokes about pocket monsters, and we're not going there. Yeah, I'll just cut it. But it, it yeah. Doesn't although, it although, really well. although that would give Squirtle a totally different meaning. <laughs> Ekans, I choose you. <laughs> okay. But there is... That's it, really, isn't it? Pokemon and... Well, Digimon. no, because I've just been mentioning to Chris about a different show. Uh, this is basically like Pokemon meets Takeshi Miike. Uh, it's called Shadow Star Narutaru, and it is not for kids. It's right? super obscure by the sounds of it. It, it, it. it is a little bit obscure now, but uh, lots, uh, lots of people... Uh, t- we were talking about uh, Higurashi. I asked yeah. Chris... If you liked Higurashi, he said yes. I said, why? Because <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think it's that brilliant, the series. Um, but Shadow Star Narutaro, it looks cute and fluffy mm. and everything like that. It looks that way. But like we know, looks are deceiving. Narutaro is not for kids at all. So if you are 
under the age of 18 and you are thinking of watching Shadowstar and Arataru, don't. Oh, you're just you're stupid, Rob. You basically said, if you're just under 18, go and watch it. It doesn't matter. That's a classic mistake there. If you say you can't do something, people will do it. I know. It doesn't matter back on top of it. Why do you think I phrased it like that? Because you're an idiot. No, because <laughs> I'm obeying the rules but telling people... You know, give it a try. Uh, I'm not allowed to say that, though. We're on the radio. Um, come Oops. on, get with the programme. Whoops. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, Shadowstar and Arataru is one of those where they took the monsters and they said, okay, we'll make the monsters actually you know, into monsters in the old way. Then you get shows like High School of the Dead. Since we've mentioned, you know, the water, you know, zombies... Let's mention them again with atrocities like High School well, of the you, Dead. That's it, you mentioned. It's Toriko as well, which is bad. To, uh, Toriko? Toriko. Yeah, it, Toriko has big it, monsters that I'm they a, eat. A bit, I'm a bit offended by having Toriko in a sort of crossover show with Dragon Ball and One Piece. Like, that deserves to be in such company. Yeah, Toriko, I'd never Toriko, understood Toriko. Toriko is awful. They should have replaced him with Luffy. Yeah. Definitely Luffy. Well, this is the thing, uh, you know, in One Piece you have the Sea Kings, they're like huge intelligent monsters. Yeah. Actually, what am I talking about? Luffy's already in there? Naruto, they should have replaced... Uh, no, 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 no. No. Because Naruto, I cannot stand. Yeah. Um, He's a ninja in orange jumpsuit, it, it, it stands out. It's one yeah, of those that's what series I mean. where the lead character is the worst character in it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> There's so it, many more interesting characters than him. It's true. I can, I can count like three. So, um the first person who says Sasuke gets a punch. No, I meant Sai isn't, you know, the one who has no emotion. Oh, right. Like, yeah. uh, I'd like to see how he deals around with that situation of those guys. Like, Kashi, there you go, he'd make a yeah. better series from the start. Easy. Uh, Easy. Uh, I'll agree with you on that one. But Naruto himself, why? The most boring, ob- he's really obsessive. It's a bit creepy. And what the hell is Databayo? Does anyone actually that, know that what a, it? That was a painful silence. Yeah, it was. Does anyone actually it. know what it means? <laughs> I don't think Does it, it actually have a meaning, or is it just one of those little? You know, you can't really call it a speech impediment yeah. because that's like a lisp. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to be honest, though, you can't really write that or translate it into English. So you have to say data bio instead. Apparently, instead of a lisp, <laughs> he had that problem with. Uh, it, Ivan Kov on One Piece, he's talked in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, you can't really translate it into English, so they just made him talk really sort of camp. Yeah, but that's but fine. That's kind I, of what he is, but... I, yeah. I can understand that, making him talk camp. But, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you got a stutter, for example, yeah. instead of putting that in, you put data by <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah. But yeah, we were talking monsters. There's little monsters and hate bits here and there. there it's not mo- really a series about monsters, you know. But you do get uh, you do get the odd show. I, uh, Evangelion, for example, the angels do mm-hmm. qualify as monsters because you know you never find out what they are. You never. Uh, but the one that really kind of springs to mind when you think about monsters was it was uh, Gunbuster. Yeah. Because you're dealing specifically with they actually call them space monsters. Yeah. You know, they refer to them as monsters in space. And these things are, you know, they don't know why these things have declared war on humanity. They can't communicate with them. They don't know anything about them, just that they're trying to destroy humans. And so humans embark on this war of attrition. 
yeah. you know, against the space monsters who at the start are more powerful than them. Humans are getting their backsides handed to them. Mm. Um, and then Gunbuster comes along and then the war changes. But it's the way the war changes and by the and during the final episode. The final episode is yeah. brilliant. Uh, it depends how you define monsters though because you'd be a bit more loose with it and include devils. There's you could. a lot more to pick there is, there is a lot to pick when you talk about devils. There's loads yeah. of demons and devils and stuff like that. Uh, Nurarion Nomago is, uh, you know, one that comes, one that immediately springs to mind because it deals with, you know, uh, demons and devils and stuff like that. Yeah. But just monsters. Being, well, putting uh, yourself in that corner. It's... No, they all fall into the category of monsters when you get right down to oh, it. Oh, no, but if you're going to be vague, monsters is a big scary thing. It's kind not necessarily well, because then you go down it, the Pokemon route. Then you can say, "Well, monsters aren't always big and scary." Well, you know what I mean. It's it's a certain thing, and I can't really put it into words yeah. so well. I'm saying that I can't think of I'm saying that the word. range of it in in anime seems to be a lot broader than the range of it in, say, Western cartoons. You know, they have Pokemon, but they also have things like the space monsters in Gunbuster, which are so completely alien, you can't, you know, you have no frame of reference with which to communicate. And you have the adult stuff, but yeah. that's just leaving that. Yeah, off. but that's what, that's what I'm saying. You're not talking about tentacles at all. Um, <laughs> which, which is also in Super. <laughs> A practical effect in Super. Yes. You won't sleep after it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's what I'm saying. In, in kind of Western cartoons... It's you know they're much more kind of child friendly when you when you get to Western cartoons pets rather yeah. than yeah. threats. Well, not oh, even, not a, even pets. Right. Even, there we go. Even going to kind of the rubber suited fella in something like Power Rangers, you know, he's never actually scary. He's just more kind of funny. Yeah, good point. Like in Kamen Rider as well. Yeah, very similar. Do you see what I mean? You know, they they simply removed you know. The best, I'll tell you something, right? The Skeksis in Dark Crystal. Yeah. They terrified me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It wasn't just the way they looked, it was the way they spoke and it was the way they moved. They were terrifying. Didn't, I, can't, I can't remember correctly, but don't eat children's souls. Uh, no. Oh, uh, mixing that up with witches. The, you're, you're mixing that up with witches. Yeah. But that's witches hor- again? That scared me yeah. so much. Yeah. Witches again? Um, witches was a brilliant. You know, uh, it was a it was a brilliant movie. Mm. You know, boy turned into mouse. It was great. You know, <laughs> Roald Dahl. Yeah, typical Roald Dahl. Though. Yeah. You know, it was so typically Roald Dahl. I mean, seriously, the guy was a genius. James and the Giant Peach, the BFG, yeah. which is you know, <laughs> he. I'll tell you something. I would love to ha- to see a rolled out I would love it if rolled out ever uh, you know if they ever discovered like a secret manuscript from yeah. somewhere and it turned out to be like rolled out's ultimate monster story you know, oh, like amazing. big godzilla type story that would be fantastic i want to see a twits movie <laughs> oh, yeah. i don't know how that work but i just want to see it i don't know this is the only one they haven't done yet i think Oh, them. What about a, a monster book or comic that you've read uh, to like see it in an actual picture or TV show? Um, if I was gonna go with anything for for that, because the ones I would the ones that I would pick automatically, I, I don't think you could do. Yeah. The closest I've seen anyone come to something like that was the Star Blazers movie, mm-hmm. which was a blatant rip off of stuff like Battlestar Galactica and Star Wars and yeah. stuff like that. It blatantly ripped, blatantly ripped, all, ripped them all off. Special effects were great, 
But, you know, the aliens weren't that impressive. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I'd l- Actually, I do know. If I if I was going to see some, anything in live action, then it would be uh, it would be what I told you about Naoki Urasawa's monster. No. Um, but it doesn't involve like monsters in the typical sense. This yeah. is one of those, you know, uh, what makes a man, what makes a monster, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've mentioned monster the monster the story on this show several times, and I've said if you get a chance to read it, read it. It is brilliant. Yeah. It's one of the best manga you will ever read. Uh, Naoki Urasawa is brilliant. He, uh, 20th Century Boys is a fantastic story about the end of the world, Definitely. about preventing the apocalypse. Uh, the one that I'm reading that right now that, by him is Billy Bat, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about the future and all about all these things happening, yeah, controlled really by the Bat. Uh, and not Batman, just the Bat. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Pluto, uh, Pluto Nash, uh, another brilliant one by him. Mm-hmm. Monster, you know, obviously. Um, yeah. Sure, I'd like to see him live action. Probably Garden of Eden. Have you read that manga? Um, it's kind of like Jurassic Park-ish. Like, you, know, the, like, and, uh, you mean Cage of Eden? Yes, that's the one. What am I talking about? Right, uh, yeah. Cage of Eden. I liked Cage of Eden. I'd like that I, as the live action. I like the way it ended as well. Yeah. But it, it felt a bit rushed towards the end. Probably cancellation, maybe. Yeah. Um, it felt very, very rushed towards the end. I mean, you know, we're, we've talked in comics already. No, I'm just saying. Yes, time. I know. Oh, we're in comics. Yes. Oh, right. I never know. <laughs> We've been talking comics for like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wrong. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just Con- please continue. Yeah. Uh, Cage of Eden, I quite liked. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think it needed all the fan service. No, not at all. Yeah. Fan service detracted, uh, detracted from it a lot. Um, and it, what would have been nice is if they had like the parallel stories being told. Oh, definitely. You know, um, but it did work to up to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, you get a lot more of that with comics. You get a lot, a lot more of the monsters. I mean, if you're dealing with Marvel and DC comics, yeah, you you have a lot more of the. Thi- I mean, Thing Fang Fu, for crying out loud, yeah. he's the epitome of a monster. Okay, so he can <laughs> talk, and you know he, he you know, uh, but you know he is the epitome of a monster. Swamp Thing. Yeah, Swamp, oh, Swamp, Swamp Thing, Thing definitely. Swamp Thing is great. Alan Moore's work on Swamp Thing was fantastic. Oh, God, yes. The thing is, Swamp Thing has always been one of those characters that, I have, that I've really had a soft spot for. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, where the Hulk was just kind of Bruce Banner and, okay, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's got anger management issues. Swamp Thing was, you know, he starts off as this very, very tragic character in the first place. Yeah. You know, he's murdered and then his body's dumped in the swamp. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, you know, thanks to some, you know, the swamp being, you know, kind of mystical in its own right, yeah. he's revived as the swamp thing, you know, but he can never go back to being human and no. he can't touch anything because he'll, he decays anything he touches. Yeah. Didn't so, they make an 80, didn't Wes Craven make an 80s film if that was kind of. No, no, that was Chunky, Cox, chunky that, Guff. It, no, there was a there was a Swamp Thing movie. Was there a Swamp Thing movie? Cause I think so, yeah. Was you mentioned that and I'm that. automatically thinking Toxic Avenger. No, that's, oh, that's trauma and the trauma. Sorry, in there. Yeah. Well, they're rubbish. <laughs> Justice League Dark's getting a movie as well. Is it? Yep. It, the the guy who did, did directed Hellboy, Pan's Gale- Labyrinth, Guillermo del Toro. That's the one. You see, he's also doing a TV series of the Incredible Hulk, which yeah. is in produ- post production right now. So he's got a lot of stuff. So he's doing Justice League Dark, and he said in one of his uh, comments that John Constantine will be blonde. And British. And a scouser. 
hopefully, maybe. Well, he's got a lot of integrity, him, so. Yeah, true. Big fan of the guy. It's a shame they never got Chris Benoit to play Bruce Banner. I just Why? I'd drop that in there, quick little cross face and everything. That'd be brilliant. I don't quite understand that statement. <laughs> you don't quite understand that statement? Do you not know? No, I'm, a, I'm a bit lost. You don't know who Chris, Chris Benoit? Chris Benoit? Yeah. To play what? Bruce Banner. I'm not... Bruce Banner? Uh, Why would you have Chris Benoit playing Bruce Banner? Why not, other I'm... than the fact he's dead? Mark Ruffalo is brilliant. <laughs> and Chris Benoit, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo wins. Okay. You could have Chris Benoit playing, like, Swamp Thing, because Chris Benoit is dead. We're getting into a sort of touching <laughs> territory here, so... <laughs> anyway, um... Where were we? Yeah, Swamp Thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I like Swamp Thing because he is... The, he's the monster, but he's also very... Tra- he's also the tragic figure as well. Yeah. You know, he's actually both in one. Uh, I like that. You know, I like the idea of that. And I don't think it's something that's done enough. Yeah. I don't mm. know. Is I there think, any, is I think that, that you know Darkman had a similar role, but it was more of a superhero movie. But at the same yeah. time, it played out like a monster movie. But I think it does have a background in comic books as well. It does. It does. So it does fit. Yeah, it does. It does kind of fit. Um, yeah, I like that kind of monster though. Yeah. I don't like the monster. Uh, you know, when it comes to comics, I like the. Uh, you know, I'm not too uh, Western comics anyway. I'm not too big a fan of the kind of. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, giant monster because it's a giant monster because yeah. we need the giant monster for Thor to fight mm. Thor's cool yeah but I mean he's already got all the frost giants and the Hulk you know stop giving him more monsters to beat up true I vampire is anyone reading that I vampire yeah I avoid anything that has the word vampire in it so do I usually but it happens to be an okay title for, at the moment that has okay it might not cut it for me <laughs> it's okay like it has its moments where it's good and it's bad but I thought it was great the artwork's fantastic and the story of where originally this vampire was you know big head honcho vampire got bit by the, the main vampire and he goes off and starts killing all the other vampires in a nutshell and then turns bad again spoiler alert then turns bad again. Yeah. See, it sounds like somebody's ripped off part of one of the story arcs from the Arms Peddler. Yeah. And you have no idea what that is. I'm, no, I'm just agreeing. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a manga uh, set in the set in the uh, future world world war wherever has happened. The Earth has been destroyed, um, and you have basically arms peddlers who find these old weapons and uh, they repair them mm-hmm. uh, because they don't exist anymore. Nobody knows how to make guns and stuff like that anymore. Gonna have to give that a read. Do homunculi count as monsters? Actually, yeah, they do. They would because you're monsters. talking about well, yeah, and Bacano as well, but that's more humanoid. But it's yeah. more humanoid, but homunculi count and Golem Scout as well. Okay. Yeah, homunculus. Uh, Man made monsters for people who yeah, don't watch Full Metal. I'll read Full Metal Alchemist. The homunculi do count because they are they are monsters. They are, you know, especially if you uh, you know if you go by the first anime re- anime adaptation of Full Metal Alchemist, because you have gluttony eating people. Yeah, you know, eating everything. Gluttony. Yeah, he is the epitome of the monster. I liked the sloth. In Brotherhood, though, I thought yeah. Sloth was brilliant in Brotherhood. Yeah, definitely. Um, what else, though? I'm just trying to think. I think we've kind of gone as far as we can, really. And yeah, we do have know. to do this competition, so yes, we I do. Think we should uh, play a song, um, come back, and no, no, go we're just going to play. We're just going to do the competition. Okay. Yes. 
Don't worry, my timing's not off. <laughs> it sounds so much better on the other end. It just <laughs> so Bermageddon by Ethan Nicole. Yes, Bas- basically, um, Axe Cop has has loads of monsters in, doesn't it? I was on about Bermageddon. Yeah, but Axe, Axe Cop is good, um, but Bermageddon is underrated and yeah. is a lot better than Axe Cop. So what's Bermageddon about? Basically, scientists have been experimenting on bears, and now as you do, uh, and now <laughs> bears are angry. Um, <laughs> basically, the story starts. Um, this is why we think the rodent revolution is going to happen. Yeah. Basically, the story starts that um, people in I, can't, I think it's based in Colorado or somewhere. Are basically, di- digging up like doing like waterworks, and basically they find this big like. Well, they don't know what it is at first, and then they pull it out of the ground. It's October, where it's basically. Says all. It's, no, it's a, it's a, it's an octopus, but with oh. like a bear's body. Uh, all right. <laughs> that's what. That, wrong, that's exactly wrong, what it wrong. is. We won't comment. That, that sounds like something that should come out of a Japanese uh, hentai movie. Yeah. <laughs> I can't um, say anything. And basically, <laughs> bear, like mutant bears are just like, well, all bears are just destroying everything. Uh-huh. And up until where the story's at now, the main character is basically going back with this guy who lives in the wild. He basically looks like Rambo. And basically. Is his surname Goldilocks or something like that? Because no, that would just be the best. Not, he's not Goldilocks. He's <laughs> playing in Honey Before He Slaughters. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he's uh, got to cool the porridge, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, that that would be something pretty cool. I mean, someone the, stole his picnic basket, and he wants revenge. <laughs> uh, yes, no, Bam again, uh, Bam again. I've got, uh, I've got to try that. Uh, I've been, re- I've been having a look at Axe Cop, and I've got to say, I, I'm, isn't I, it I'm getting really an animation? It. Hey, isn't Axe Cop getting an animation? Yes, yeah, on Cartoon is. Network oh. as well. Yes, seriously, it is. Cartoon Network. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. We met Ethan Nicole at Animex, and yeah. we it was just cool. Nicole at Animex as well. How, yeah. how was it? Oh, good. I missed that. Oh, it was brilliant. I mean, he was doing signings. He was actually in England for the first time ever in his life. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and, he, and they brought him to Middlesbrough. Yeah, <laughs> his first time in England, and they brought him to Middlesbrough. Unlucky. Literally, he sold out pretty much everything that he brought with him as well. Yeah. We had loads of people coming into my store and uh, buying the books off the shelf. They were just flying off. Yeah, 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 like literally, he was doing signed signed issues of all th- three of the the series of Axcop. Yeah. He was doing signed copies for like three quid. Yep, it was ridiculous. It was good though. Okay, um, very quickly then, recommendations of uh, a cartoon or a comic that deals with monsters from each of us. Swamp Thing. Definitely got a swamp thing. Or Constantine. But it's not so monsters, it's more demons as well, but they do Mm. have some elements of monsters there. But not the new 52, Constantine. Don't touch it, it's awful. Read Hellblazer, John Constantine, from start to finish. It's great. Okay. I'm going to stick with Bam again for the comic. Okay. And I'll go with Digimon, the ultimate TV series. Rob? I'm not a comic reader. I know. You know this. But maybe maybe a cartoon recommendation. No, no, not even get a job. Watching. You shouldn't be watching cartoons. There's a recommendation. Oh dear, you're on the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the wrong show. <laughs> it was a joke. It was satire. Uh, um, cartoon recommendation. Mm. 
That's a tough one. Uh, I know. I know what I'm going to say. Because you don't know what she, what, the, what the hell she is. I'm going to say the jungle was always peaceful, then along came Goo. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Uh, Goo is a little girl. She has a cute face, but then her face changes, and then she becomes a nightmare. Oh, uh, it's a comedy, as in pure comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has several modes. Uh, her adult mode. Uh, she has three, three worlds inside her stomach. Oh, wow. And she doesn't actually eat things. She just swallows them whole and... By things we're talking about, like cars, people, mountains, rivers, that sort of thing. So it's like a snake, she just... No, no, no. Uh, well, kind vacuum. of. Kind of. Like uh, TARDIS, basically, in her stomach. Yeah, oh, like right. the TARDIS in her stomach. But she's got, like, three of them. One of them has, like, cats with, like, multiple legs and pyramids. And, uh, uh, and you know, a very kind of chirpy couple and one manic depressive living in that world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other, uh, Another one of her worlds houses the adult version of herself which, uh, you know, fights bears and stuff. Wow. And she's got, like, several modes, including Godzilla modes. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. <laughs> Definitely sounds worth checking out. Mm. Time for the competition. Yes, time for the competition. This is a uh, competition from Super Games World. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Um, we've said these. it's a legacy of chips, and I think it's a brilliant, brilliant star. You know, uh, they've been kind enough to donate all sorts of stuff to us, to give away a one lucky winner can win this uh, just by what's the answer question now we have one <laughs> we are going to have a question isn't it isn't it better just to have people email in and we pick well with a hat it's, I think it's, it's a democracy that way yes but the thing is we, they're not going to have one week they're going to have two weeks right okay get on with it then. Uh, they're going to have two weeks just email <laughs> us your name and address that's all you have to do Email us your name and address so we can send you these goodies and we'll pick your pick you out of a hat. Uh, the email address is studio at thegeekshow.co.uk. You have two weeks because next week we are playing the special from Gamecon. Yeah, next week we are going to be playing a special from uh, Gamecon, which is a gaming convention down in Nottingham, I think it was. Uh, Phil was kind enough to uh, go there and record for us. So, uh, yes, uh, once again, that competition, send us your name and address <clears throat> to studio at thegeekshow.co.uk. You've got two weeks to enter the competition, and we'll announce the winner, not next week, but the week after. There'll also be a post about this going on the website tonight, so get sending. We have been... And that's it for the show, yes. yes we uh, we are the Geek Show. The Geek Show, if you want to catch up on any other shows, go to thegeekshow.co.uk for... Reviews, interviews, Harry's, Meander and Mike thing, or whatever. But that's the show for this week. Yes. For over 28 years, Aflac has been a champion, donating over $168 million to fight pediatric cancer and blood disorders, including sickle cell disease. This December, Aflac proudly joins 97.1 Wash FM and Children's National Hospital for the annual Wash for Kids Radiothon. Mark your calendars for December 14th and 15th for a heartwarming 14-hour live broadcast where you can join Aflac in their efforts to support the miracle work happening at Children's National. Save the date, tune in, and be a part of something extraordinary with Aflac.